0: Okay, it's just about three o'clock in the UK. Uh, This is a kind of, it's not my regular schedule, so I just thought I'd uh, open a room at this time and see what happens. Uh, There's no telling whether there's an audience or whether there's not an audience or whatever. The, The Old Man's Podcast is going on at three my time, so most people will probably be in there but there might be one or two people who try things out and try the new place, who knows. So I'm gonna treat it as a podcast and just talk, whether there's anybody in the room or not, uh, because that seems to work better for me than anything else. So I was thinking about, I was watching Charlie Ward last night being interviewed by somebody, and he was talking about uh, two thousand or two and a half thousand children being rescued from the Evergiven while it was stuck in the in the Suez Canal a couple of weeks ago. And I think he's got that information from Scott McKay. Uh, well that doesn't mean Scott McKay got it from a good source. It's possible he did. He may may have done, or he may be picking it up from a a forum somewhere without checking it so there's no real way to tell Scott McKay's on the same radio station that I'm on at the weekend he's got a Monday evening show but uh, it's too late for me I've listened to a few of them I'm not a fan of his style his presentation style is a bit aggressive for me but uh, he's got an audience he's definitely got an audience Uh so he's got the same kind of audience as Charlie Ward by the looks of it. They must be moving in the same circles. But I'm not convinced. I'm not, I won't be convinced until I see some kind of legal documentation. Because if children have been rescued, then there's got to be some kind of legal documentation somewhere. They're being processed and sent back to their parents, presumably. Otherwise, they're still in transit. If they're not being sent back, then they're still being trafficked. They're just being trafficked by a, an official agency now instead of illegally, and that does make the that makes their lives a little bit better, but not very much. I would have thought, I'm assuming this has happened at all, assuming that there were children on this particular container ship, which I'm not totally convinced about. But in the in the Charlie Ward Scott McKay circle. That's the kind of thing that they talk about. So okay, I just wanted to I wanted to comment on it because I woke up in the middle of the night and uh did a quick a quick recording and that's what came to mind. It was like two o'clock in the morning when I did it. So I wasn't very coherent. So it's better if I, if I talk about it again. I might be a bit more coherent this time and be able to put a better argument together for, for why I'm questioning that. What seems to be happening, though, in that, in that particular circle is that somebody will claim to have a secret source of information. And a lot of, a lot of it, it turns out to just be wishful thinking, And uh, wishful thinking is fine. It'll keep you you in a a safe little bubble where somebody else is doing the work. But there are are paedophile rings around the place. There there was a paedophile ring working out at Newcastle Central Station at one point. I've heard a report from a social worker friend of mine of a paedophile ring at one of the local football clubs working with children. So, these things do exist, but if everybody's attention is on a global paedophile ring, then the local paedophile rings just get away with it. And we need to be paying attention to our own communities. We need to be paying attention to what's going on around the corner. <clears throat> because the same thing is going on around the corner as is going on in in elite circles, if you want to call it that, in the in the circles that people talk about for the, the ruling elite, where all of these claims are made. The same thing's going on around the corner at the local rugby club, around the corner at the local football club, maybe in the railway station, somebody's leaving a message in code or whatever. I'm I'm much more interested in what's happening locally. I'm interested in what's happening in my community. Politicians can do whatever they want to do. I'm not interested in that particularly. I might comment on it occasionally, but uh, I'm not interested. I'm interested in in on-the-ground, real-world protection for children. That's what I'm interested in. So that means we need some kind of community support. We need some kind of social work service that's doing a, a job and getting children out of dangerous situations. And yeah, there is there is footage of Biden uh, around around ch- around children, around teenagers. But I wouldn't necessarily say he was sniffing their hair. I mean, that's an interpretation. You don't know what he was doing. He's on camera in public. I don't know whether he was actually sniffing their hair or whether he might be... He's a, he's a grandparent. That's what grandparents do with their grandchildren, so it's not necessarily a sexually motivated thing. I think we, we jump to conclusions with politicians and ignore what's going on around the corner. That's my that's my problem with all of this. Is is it the local the local pedophiles will keep doing what they're doing if we concentrate on politicians? I've got a problem with that. Because it's a smokescreen. It's a diversionary tactic. Politicians don't care what anybody says in a chat room about them. They're not interested. They just carry on doing what they're doing. And my opinions have no significance at all to Joe Biden. I will promise you that. Or anybody else, or Boris Johnson, or Theresa May, or David Cameron, or Jeremy Corbyn, or anybody. My opinions have absolutely no importance to any of them. They will just keep up. I'm not saying any of them were I mean, paedophiles, mm-hmm. but uh, I can express an opinion. An opinion. I'd rather express an opinion based on evidence than just have an opinion, because everybody's got an opinion. But to me, if I've got if I've got evidence for something, and I've got a basis for that opinion with some logic to it, that's a higher quality opinion than just an opinion from somebody who's seen a video of Joe Biden, and it looks like he might be sniffing little girl's hair. Number one, it's an interpretation. Number two, he's in front of an audience. Number three, you don't know what his motivation is. You don't know that it's a sexual motivation. He's a grandparent. He's used to to being around grandchildren. So opinions are fine. I've got no problem with people having opinions, but I've got my own, and I'm going to express my own. Right. That was a that was a bit longer than I was going to spend on that, but uh, it's all it's all good content. It's good stuff. So I'm only I think I'm only going to keep this room open maybe another 40 minutes or so. We might get to an hour if. If I run out of things to talk about, uh, then I might close it. If if people want to call in and have a conversation, I'm quite happy to do that. I think this is set up so that people can call in. I'm not sure how to change it if it isn't. We'll give it a try and see what happens. So it's a live it's a live show, so we might as well be interactive about it. But don't expect me to agree with you necessarily. We can have a conversation and disagree without without becoming en- enemies about things. We can just have the conversation. Let's have a an adult discussion about things. We don't have to agree or disagree about anything. We've all got different perspectives. Alright, so technically this is the free association live radio show and podcast today. I was going to go out and uh, sit outside a bar and have a beer because the bars are open again today in in Britain. For the first time in six months, you can't go into the bar, but you can sit outside with a beer. Uh, So I thought about doing that, but it's a bit cold (laughs) out there. It was overcast. It's a bit cold for sitting outside. So I've decided against it. Uh, I've got a bottle of Hobgoblin in the cupboard, which I may open at some point soon, just because, in principle, it's the first beer I've had for six months. So that's a way around sitting outside. I'm not going to sit outside when it's three degrees. It's not, not a realistic proposition. I don't think anybody else will really either. The hardcore people will be out. Uh, There'll be a collection of people sitting outside Wetherspoons as we speak, and probably a collection of people sitting outside the Tipsy Cow in the yard, which are my my local bars, and the, the Dog and Parrot, which is even closer, actually. They've got tables out there. And there's a Turkish restaurant at the end of my street, which will have tables outside. Actually, they've got a they've got a covered area with tables. <clears throat> but I don't know whether that counts as being able to be open, but they would they would have to have the door open. It's on the street though. They've extended it onto the street and just put a glass covering over it. <clears throat> so I'm not entirely sure whether that counts as outside or inside. I'll go out and I'll have a look in a in a while when I finished do, doing the, the show. Either way though, there'll be people outside having beer and uh, catching up. Honestly, I haven't seen that many people in the last six months while we've been shut down. Bumped into people occasionally on the street. I've been going shopping or whatever, but uh, apart from that not that many people. So I'll just be glad to get out and be around people again in a reasonable social space yeah. which is which is weather dependent ultimately. Uh, when the temperature goes up again which I think it is doing tomorrow, then I might I might do the live show from the from outside the pub tomorrow. But today it's out of the questions, way too cold. Yeah, I did check yesterday, and I think the UK Parliament's back from its Easter recess today. So the House of Lords starts at 3 o'clock, and the House of Commons started at 2.30, whatever they are discussing, I didn't go into any detail. I just had a look to see whether they were, they were sitting or not. And it looks like they're they are. It's the first time, first day back after Easter for them, and the first day back after Easter for quite a few schools as well. So we we're starting finally to get back to normal after after a year and a year and a month, almost exactly a year and a month. So. Thirteen months of nonsense, really. I, I bought into bought into COVID for about the first month, and then I started asking serious questions about it. When when we when flattening the curve wasn't enough, and we had to still lock down, then I started asking questions because there is clearly something else going on. Three weeks of shutdown, I don't mind. I would do that. I did it because I was asked to last year. But if it it turns into just a, a creeping extension of rules, and I'm not in favor of that at all, not at all. There were other ways we could have dealt with things that weren't even really considered that much. the main one being isolating the over-70s or over-75s and anybody with health conditions. That would have been the obvious thing to do, instead of which we did the opposite. So the whole thing's been a been a psychological and, and physical reversal of the norm, which is interesting. Uh, coincided with a certain retrograde if that means anything to anybody but it's not necessarily significant it's just a correlation so i'm just really chilling out today i'm gonna i'm gonna close this down at half past the hour. But if anybody wants to call in you're welcome to and just sit and have a have a chat for quarter of an hour. Not you don't necessarily need to talk about what I've been talking about. just bring, bring your own topic if you like. and uh, we'll treat it as an, an open round table. An open calling. Oh, I know what I want to talk about as well. I've got a a podcast running on Podomatic that I started a couple of weeks ago. And I was inspired last night at about two o'clock in the morning to change the, the category from spirituality to news commentary, uh, partly because I've been doing more commenting on the news than I have been talking about spirituality. Uh, so it seems fair that I should put it in a better category. But uh, the the upshot of that was I went from number twelve in the spirituality in the spirituality category to number two in the news commentary ca- category. So it's given me something to use as a marketing tool, it's giving me a position that's worth talking about and I I hadn't planned to do that, I just did it as an experiment to see what difference it would make to my position and as, and to keep it more accurate because uh, I am doing a, a much more news commentary than I was planning to do with that particular podcast uh, This one, I'm going to keep broad I've, I've got this on an entertainment so i'm going to keep it broad and uh, we can talk about tv and movies and radio and sport if you want to talk about sport i don't know anything about sport but uh I, that won't stop anybody from talking about it i'm guessing so what else counts as entertainment camping cooking all of those things count as entertainment if you're doing them yourself Restaurants, eating out, all of those types of things. We can talk about anything on this particular show. I'm not going to limit it to news. I'm not going to limit it to spirituality. Just keep it as broad as possible. And entertainment covers all of those things. Tarot readings legally count as entertainment. Clairvoyant readings count as entertainment. So that type of spirituality is definitely covered. Uh, I don't have any tarot cards at the moment, but uh, if I do decide that I want to do tarot readings again on here, then uh, that's covered by the entertainment category. Now, I'll just I'll I'll go back to the original topic, which is the, uh, the the Ever Given and the possibility that uh, children were rescued from the Ever Given that were being trafficked. So far, I haven't seen any actual evidence of that. I've heard people talking about it. But nobody's, nobody's shown me any, any legal documents, any paper trail from uh, the authorities in Egypt Uh, I don't even think there's any news footage of of children being taken out of the ship so until I see something that looks like it's evidence I'm going to put it in the, the wishful thinking category I don't know whether it is whether it's real or whether it's not but until I find some evidence and I'm I'm keeping my eyes open for evidence, but until I find something that's credible, that backs that up, I'm gonna put it in the, in the wishful thinking category. And there seems to be quite a lot of that going on amongst the uh, Charlie Ward, Scott McKay crowd. They seem to jump on everything that happens as a news event, as a potential rescue of children. And uh, I'm concerned about that. I'm concerned about it because it's a distraction from what's happening in local communities, from what's happening at children's football clubs, and at youth clubs, and at scout groups. All of those places are where paedophiles hang out. Anywhere there's children. Doesn't have to be an elite group. Could be a working class group. Can be a middle class group. So it's local community paedophiles that, that I think we need to pay attention to if they're active if they're out of prison on licence and being watched that's fair enough but there's a lot more there's a lot more pedophiles in the community than you would than you would suspect and there's also potentially a lot more uh, violence against people who are claimed to be pedophiles than you would suspect as well There's mob mob abuse and and that sort of thing goes on. If if somebody's even suspected of being a paedophile, they get abused without any evidence at all. So we have to be careful about these things. We have to be careful about gathering evidence, about having having something that's legally valid and that will stand up in a court of law. Hurling accusations around against politicians is, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But uh, it's, it's, it's only an opinion until there's evidence that'll stand up in a court of law. i just spotted a, a letter that I got a, a few weeks ago from my landlord telling me that the uh, the rent's gone up by nine pounds a week from from the fifth of April. So uh, that that works out at about eight, about an eight percent rise, seven percent rise maybe. I'll have to work it out properly, but uh, it's quite a high amount for my for my rent or anybody else's rent to go as a percentage. is quite high. Um, I didn't dispute it, but the next one I'll the next one I'll dispute because I'm not I'm not sure it's a good idea to let them get away with that kind of amount on any kind of regular basis. And there is a there's an appeals procedure, I think that I need to look into to make sure I've got it available next year. I should have really done it this year, but uh, I was distracted with other things. Uh, the other thing that's sitting there waiting to get sorted out is the is a census. In the UK, we've got a census every ten years, uh, and it arrived. It's to be filled in on the 21st of March, but it took me till the 6th of April to actually fill it in. But it's sitting there waiting to be sent off, so I need to do that today at some point as well. So I'll have to go out and find a post box somewhere the Central Station or somewhere. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that shortly. I'll do that when I finish the broadcast. And it's quite a long form. It's a a form that's got a... I think I filled in about 15, 15 questions or more. And I live on my own. If there was more people in the house, you'd have to fill those questions in for everybody in the household. So it's a bit of an, a bit of an effort. It took me what 15, 10, 15 minutes, something like that. So putting setting aside 10 minutes is quite a quite a big deal when you've got a house full of people. It's not too bad when you, if you're living on your own like I do. I've got time on on my hands quite often, so and I can multitask a little bit so I can listen to a podcast and fill in a census form at the same time. But it'll have to go it'll have to go off today. I've had three phone calls as well. Well three calls from outside the front of my house on the intercom asking me if I've filled the census form in because they haven't received it. And that's in the space of three weeks. it's like once once a week on a Sunday they they seem to come out and and uh, buzz me from the front front entrance and ask me if I've filled out my census form. so I'm gonna do them a favor and uh, post that this afternoon. All right, we're coming up to the half an hour mark so I think that's probably about enough. It's. Uh, I'm mostly going to treat this as as a podcast, so I'm going to just carry on recording whether whether there are people in the room or not. But uh, I want to keep it to, to 30 minutes as a maximum at, at the moment. So rather than treating it as a radio show, I'll treat it as a podcast for the time being. And then once I've got a reg- regular schedule... I can start thinking about extending it a little bit. All I really want to do is get the content into a podcast at the moment. That's my priority. So the live shows are, are in addition to to what I'm doing with that. But there's been a few people coming. There's what five people come in in the first half an hour. So that's not too bad. That's an audience. Actually, that's my that's my lower limit for audience. Um. If it was less than five, I would probably stop doing live stuff. But uh, as it's been five, that means I can do do the same thing tomorrow, but I'll be a couple of hours later tomorrow. I'll do the broadcast at five o'clock my time. And uh, what I'm going to do now is call into the the old man's podcast, I think, and see what's happening over there. Uh, But maybe I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow at 5 p.m. UK time, uh, which I think is 2 o'clock on the East Coast in the States. And I'm going to restrain myself and not open the studio again until tomorrow so that I've got enough to talk about for half an hour. (laughs) All right, I'll catch you tomorrow. I'll maybe see you in the old man's podcast studio or whatever you call it. All right. Cheerio.